Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace, and I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church, Goldsboro, North Carolina. And we just want to say thank you for you being here today, and we just want to say how much we appreciate what you're doing and how much you're how much you're listening to our program, and we just thank God for it. We thank God for for you that are listening to the program and allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to your heart. That's what we're here for, is to change and transform lives. Uh, just send this to somebody today when you receive this. Send it out. Just send it to your neighbor. Send it to your friends. Send it to your loved ones. And just let them be encouraged by the same word if it's encouraged you. If the word hasn't encouraged you, then don't send it to anybody. But I feel sure that because of the word of God, the word of God always brings encouragement to us. In John chapter 13, 23 through 26, it says this. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Now we know that was John. Simon Peter therefore motioned to him to ask who it was of whom he spoke. Then leaning back on Jesus' breast, he said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is he to whom I shall give a piece of bread when I have dipped it. And having dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon. Now we see here that John represents grace. John boasts of how much Jesus loves him. John knew Jesus loved him, verse 24. Peter realized he didn't have the closeness with Jesus that John did. When he boasts of Jesus' love for, for you, then you receive his heartbeat. Breast represents love. It takes the Holy Spirit to preach grace, but it doesn't take the Holy Spirit to preach the law. John's laying on his breast. John talks about how much God loves him. And if you notice, when John wrote, he wrote how much he said, I'm the one that God loved. So he really understood the love that God had for him. So in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2, And walk in love as Christ also have loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Now we realize here that we're supposed to walk in love. And you say, well, Pastor, I believe there's so much confusion and frustration in trying to walk in love. Because we always base love on our eternal and our our emotional feelings. And if you do that, you're always going to be disappointed because love is never about a feeling. Love is about a decision that you make that you're determined to walk in. And that's a that's a great thing because, you know, it's not about your love for God, but it's about His love for you. He died that you could live. He loved you beyond being loved. He loved you when you were yet a sinner, according to Romans chapter 5, verse 8. So, so He's continuously loving us regardless of what it looks like. So when I got a hold of John, chapter 4 1 John chapter 4 verse 10 it's not that I love God but that he loved me and became a pituation for my sin so he loved us and he gave himself for us so there's nothing today that you can do to make God love you anymore there's nothing you can do to make God love you any less see that's the wonderful thing about the marvelous blessing and the, and the power of grace because grace loves unconditionally grace is unmerited favor you don't deserve it but he gives it to you anyway. You, you, you know, there's nothing you do to receive that grace except just receive that grace. And that's a hard thing for the body of Christ to do because we've been taught we must do something for somebody if they've done something for us. It's kind of like Christmas. You know, somebody brings you a gift and the first thing you think, well, I didn't get them anything. I need to go pick them up something. I didn't know we were doing that. And so 
A lot of times, that's the mindset we have when we come into our relationship with Jesus. We come into that same relationship and you think, oh, he's done all this for me, so there's basically something I've got to do for him. There's something i got to pour out for him. There's something i got to bring to pass for him. There's something i got to do to make him get a grip here with what's going on in the body of Christ because, you know, I've got to do something to pay him back. I mean, he's been so good to me. You know, he died for me. He would forgive me all my sins. He healed my body. He done all these things, but yet what am I going to do to pay him back? What am I going to do to to pay him back for all he's done for me? And so we bring that mindset always into the body of Christ and we bring that into the church and we bring that into our relationship with Jesus and before we realize it, we're trying to pay him back. We're trying to do something for him. And most people live under the law majority of their life of, of, of living for Jesus because it's not about you are not a servant under the new covenant. You're a son. There's a big difference in a son and a servant. A servant can come in the house, but he can't spend the night. Servant can come in the house, but he don't have a room. Servant can come in the house, but he can't eat unless he's invited. A servant can come in the house, but he can't get in bed with Jesus. So we got to understand, he said a servant can come, but a son can stay for eternity. He can live there for eternity. So that's the difference in a son and a servant. We've got to get a hold of that we're not serving the Lord, we're sons of God. Big difference. And if the if the body of Christ could understand that, they would understand the love. See, because the, the way you express your love to the Father is when you love other people. And you say, well, Pastor, I try to love and people hurt me. Well, that's, that's the part of hurting people. Hurting people hurt people. So it's kind of like a hurt, hurt sheep. A hurt sheep hurt, hurt other sheep. So we got to understand that God is bringing us to a place of where we're so overwhelmed with His love, overwhelmed with His grace, that Jesus is really grace. And when we understand that, we receive everything that God grace has provided for us. That's the beauty of grace.